0: viewers and listeners out there in podcast land. Welcome to the latest episode of extra extra. It's all about whiskey. I am your evening extra extra host Jason Johnston Yellen. And he is our evening co host, Joshua Morrissey Hatton. Hello, Joshua.
1: Ah, it's interesting having a conversation with you in the
0: uh, in the evening time. It, it's and it's late in the evening as well this is it's our really prime weird. netflix beef viewing time it is it is i got two more episodes to go but listen this is extra extra not one nation under whiskey <laughs> this is not one nation gonna, under whiskey. we we are going to dedicate a tight 35 to this we we have been good boys about this and we continue to be good boys Joshua. In our production meeting, our lengthy research-filled production meeting, mm-hmm. you told me that we have an emailed story to cover this episode. That so correct. Would, would you like to tell me and the viewers and the listeners about said email? I will indeed. I'm gonna bring it up on my phone.
1: Trying to protect my Wi-Fi on my laptop here. Uh, but we do you know? Do you email. know what's good for
0: that? Do you know what's, what's good that? for that? What's if that? you save it as a PDF and keep it on your desktop, you can access it without touching your Wi-Fi. I tell you, I
1: laughed at you for being an old man, and I will continue laughing at you for being an old man. However, I see the and value. Yet. Yeah. And yet. Yeah. So, so we got an email from uh, Ian Bruce,
0: viewers and listeners. Familiar, I'm sure we'll we'll know that name. Yeah, we quoted um, him in the last episode of Extra Extra, didn't we? He had a comment on the Blended Malt's episode that we did.
1: Ah, uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did, indeed. And uh, so Ian sends this uh, this over with the headline "Possible Extra Extra Story." It says, "Hey, folks! So this posted by Backwoods Distilling." And thought it may be an interesting article to cover. And he leaves it at that. And, oh, and that's, the article... That's it. Oh gosh. That's there's it. no editorializing. It's oh. no foreplay, it's just straight to the straight to the article. Wow. There. wow. And so the it's article is in this. It. Yeah. It's in the Sydney Morning Herald that this comes from. This
0: excites me. I, I was happy to see this come in because we've been talking about casting an eye outside our United States national boundaries and having australia appear from down there perfect timing
1: well uh, yes and it is nice to cast an eye away from the us however i will argue by the time we get to the end of this episode i think we'll find a clear connection between what's going on in australia right now and and what we're what we've been going through in the us and hopefully have resolved. So um, fr- from that Sydney Herald, um, here, let's do this. Ah. There's your headline right there. Whiskey business, 120-year-old law sparking a war over the name Single Malt. And I'm guessing they use the, the term war figuratively.
0: I, I hope at. so, but don't turn your back on Tasmania. That's... <laughs> You know, only a fool the turns their down. back on Tasmania. Yeah. So, so it kicks off with
1: this, right? You've got two distilleries. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the first one. <laughs> you want to try that? Well, Jason? we have
0: to because we've got listeners. Oh, Gee, for <laughs> Oh, we can do read the banner.
1: All right. Well, so <laughs> I'll I'll read this aloud. Sydney-based Good Dragon B. Good Dragon B. Can I can I tell how
0: how I would pronounce it?
1: Go ahead. Goodra Digby. Goodra Digby. All right. Sydney based Goodra Digby Distillers. Yeah, you just kind of got to go with it.
0: Plow through. yakindanda Danda. <laughs> in Scotland.
1: Yeah. James Hendigus. So, Sydney based, that distillery company and mountain distilling based in regional Victoria are calling their product single malt to get around the restriction mm. in the Excise Act of 1901, which was a good 122 years ago. and And what that act dictates is, is this?
0: That Risky was some impressive branding. math
1: on the fly, Joshua. That was easy, man. that wasn't impressive. It's uh, easy. You, you got it right. That's impressive. So unlike (laughs) Scotland, unlike Scotland for whiskey to be called whiskey in Australia, Tasmanian, Tasmania, and New Zealand, that that spirit must stay in cask for at least a, a year to call it whiskey. And that's what this, that rule is that act of 1901. Two years. Yeah. What did I say? One, a, a year. You said a year, uh, two so yeah, years. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I meant yeah. the two. I meant the two. No. Um, but but it doesn't, what it doesn't stipulate is this. Unaged spirits or spirits basically uh, fewer than two years, It the law doesn't define it against single malt. So you can call single malt. You could use that willy-nilly
0: isn't and that interesting it isn't yeah it is interesting the the fact that in 1901 they were thinking okay whiskey we got to yeah. nail this down and they said okay it must be two, a minimum of 2 years in storage right yeah. yeah and then they went oh whiskey check what's next brandy okay same rule check What's next? Yeah. Rum check. All right, boys, let's go. We're, we've done it, right? But our work day yeah. is over. And 122 years later, somebody <laughs> using accelerated maturation cubes would come along and say, Oh, I know you're talking about whiskey, but what we have got over here is single malt. Hmm. Do you think, yeah, that, so, so think let's, that people coming up with the Commonwealth legislation could imagine that happening 122 years in the future? So let's so let's rewind a little bit here, right? So you've got these
1: two distilleries that are producing single malt, right? They're producing a spirit, and they're using these these maturation cubes. I guess they used red gum cubes and, and some others. One did, yeah. And, one did. Yeah, one did, and was able to produce a spirit that they called single malt in 14 days. And so it doesn't meet the legal requirement of two years. And then I think there was an eight week project they did. They, that they said got the whiskey to look as if it was a 12 year old you know, single malt scotch whiskey. And so to get around the fact that they can't use the term whiskey, they use the term single malt, which
0: some people find confusing. Right and rightly so. the The question that I've got for you, Joshua, do you recall in reading the article if they mentioned a mash bill? Are they using a hundred percent malted barley distillate, or are they bringing in neutral grain spirit and and adding their their maturation cubes? Do you recall seeing that in the article?
1: No, there was. The article, to to my mind, I don't recall it, touching on mash bill, just focusing on length of maturation.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, I. the reason I ask the question is I don't recall seeing a mash bill mentioned either. I don't recall going over 100% malted barley spirit that's then being rapid aged. The reason well, I'm asking this question is, yeah. Oh, where are they pulling single malt from? Like, what? why are they calling it single malt? And is that, obviously, I, I know they're doing it to get around a regulation. But is there something about their process? Is there something about their mash bill that would allow them to lean into what we understand as single malt? Well, un- unfortunately, the article
1: doesn't say as such. And, and maybe, you know, this is, this story just recently broke, right? So I imagine more's gonna come out from this. But I find it interesting, you know, single malt is not a category in the US yet. That's something we're working towards American single malt. And so we're only now codifying what that should be called. Um, and the only reason why it's become important to do so is because of the popularity of single malt that started in Scotland and extended to Japan and in India and, and and so on. And single malt has become something so singular that we're now in the US trying to protect it as a category, as a specific thing. And I just don't think that Australia has gotten there yet. And that's the battle that are about they're about to
0: embark on. So let me ask you a question on that, because who's the Kentucky producer who was producing a single malt, but it's not 100% malted barley, it's just 51% or above?
1: Yeah, so that's the thing. We here in the U.S. have had a category called malt whiskey. There it is. malt whiskey, just like bourbon or rye, right? Bourbon, 51% corn. Rye, 51% rye. Again, these are minimums in the mash bill. And malt was fifty-one percent malted barley. Yeah, it so is so American single malt is is specifying the use of only malted barley from a single distillery.
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting looking around some American producers, I am seeing single malt products where mm-hmm. it's malted wheat. And and you could see the beginnings of this yeah. argument, right? Well it's It's a single malted grain. It just happens to be wheat. And so you can see the importance of a TTB ratifying what it actually means to say American single malt whiskey, right? You just close it down, you say 100% malted barley, single producer, matured on site, minimum number of years, boom, there you go. It's a real game changer. And I think this Australian example, shows how a loophole can be, um, well, taken advantage of. Uh, I hope those words aren't too extreme this late at night.
1: Well, you know, I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, in the article, the one of the producers, either from the distillery, I can't pronounce, or from Mountain Distilling. Gundra Digby. Um, <laughs> Gundra Digby had said you know we understand how this can be perceived as problematic however we're using this until there's some sort of categorization some sort of specificity applied to these spirits that don't that haven't yet hit that two age you know that two year age statement so you know i want to give him the benefit of the doubt given he said
0: that uh yeah it's, i think it was i, I think it might have been a she who said that but again it's um uh, yeah maybe but yeah it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> i'm actually looking it back at, at lee atwood's quote here uh lee yeah. who is a, a dear friend along with his his wife brie down at backwoods in yakindanda yeah and I think I got it right and here. so right? And so Lee says, these brands leave the term whiskey off their labels, but consumers see single malt as whiskey regardless. Therefore, the practice of these brands is misleading and deceptive. And so the, so the idea that, well, we're just using it as a placeholder, I, I, I just find that difficult to believe when, and you, you already said it in this episode, Single malt Mm. has done an amazing job globally, right? We know about Scottish single malt. Gosh, look what we bottle, right? Swedish single malt, Israeli single malt, Indian single malt, American single malt. We're drinking American Mm -hmm. single malt right now, right? We drank American single malt in the last episode, right? Like, I, I, I just think it's a little disingenuous to say, well, we didn't really know what to call it, so we called it single malt until we could think of something better. Like, what about unaged, accelerated whiskey like product? Well, right All right.
1: right. this this that is such the perfect example because you you are right, you know one of the things that I always Sometimes. talk about one of the things I always talk about when I'm doing a whiskey seminar and I explain, you know why bourbon producers, sell their casks to the Scots or to rum producers or, or anyone else is that if they were to use that barrel again, they would have to either distill the spirit to a higher ABV to create light whiskey, which is a not very popular uh, category of spirits, or they could put it in that cask and call it something like American whiskey or American whiskey from a bourbon mash bill. And the fact of the matter is we don't drink American whiskey. We drink bourbon. We drink
0: rye. Right. Right. Right.
1: And and so and so that's why they say, okay, yeah, no one no one wants to drink spirit from hundred percent barley mash bill, matured with, you know, it's accelerated maturation cubes. Let's call it single malt. So okay, there you go. Right. I'll, I'll, stop, I'll right. stop being so Pollyanna about it. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i did i did double check and and you were talking about mountain distilling co-founder michael harris who is is most definitely a he uh i was thinking about manly distilling uh later on in the article uh where uh, it's a, a victoria i believe uh and we will come to that in a moment here but I but to get harrison in in here michael, r- that right, right michaela um is how i refer to no um We've got a little bullet here, and so this Michael Harris said the legal definition of whiskey should be expanded to allow for new types of whiskey that had alternative maturation techniques. Mm-hmm. And that that's spot on. That's absolutely spot on. And I, and I made the joke earlier in this episode, right? In 1901, they went, whiskey check, brandy check, rum check, let's go to the pub, right? We yeah. do live in 2023, Right? We've had a conversation on One Nation Under Whiskey with the folk from Bespoken, right? We, mm-hmm. We've we've spoken with Brian Davis uh, on One Nation Under Whiskey, right? People who are using modern maturation techniques to do something beyond the remit of traditional yeah. single malt production, right? Yeah. How do we talk about those products, right? What can you call that? And I think most importantly, What can you not call it? And I think that's to your earlier point about why you would want to ratify American single malt so that it can mean something, you can point at it when somebody tries to bend the rules and say, no, you're bending the rules. Right now, the article talks about consumer confusion, which is correct. It also talks about distillers who have spent the money, the time, the energy to do long form, traditional maturation, who then Mm -hmm. look over their shoulder and somebody has put, popped in a cube for 14 days. Like you, you can see that animosity to that, that procedure.
1: 100%, I, and however, to, to, to your earlier point and to earlier point of uh, one of the interviewees, if you were to create subcategories of spirit, then that animosity goes away, right? Then there's, if whiskey has a protection, mm-hmm. right? Single malt should therefore have a protection or single malt Australian whiskey, single malt New Zealand whiskey, etc., should have specific protections. It's no longer 1901. We're 122 years later. There's different types of whiskeys, different kinds of things going on. Check However, your... back to how important single malt has become. There mm-hmm. was a, a quote from uh, the Dis, uh, Distillery um, Managing Director. Let me bring that up. It says, I think that we, as the Australian whiskey industry, need to hold on to the term single malt like gold. like a goal. And anyone trying to use and abuse the term to be kicked to the curb, right? That shows you how important that term single malt is and should be protected just as much as whiskey is a protected term.
0: Right. Which which is again, why I think Michael Harris saying we didn't have anything better to use in the interim falls short right if if someone at Caro here D- dean drus can say we need to protect this like gold there's people talking about single malt in australia right it's not just someone in australia woke up one day and went single malt yes i'm going to own that like no it's already there it's already in existence it already means things
1: right and, and as you're trying to lift a category against all of Mm -hmm. the imported product that comes in right you don't want to to lessen what single malt could be which is well uh, i'm not going to take us down that rabbit hole never mind i'm (laughs) i'm going to withdraw what i was going to say we only have 35 minutes i gotta i gotta restrain myself jason
0: well okay so if if you're not going to throw your hat into your particular ring let me throw my hat into my particular ring which is In the early days of American single malt whiskey production, still to be ratified, there was rapid aging. There was small casking. There were additional wood spirals being used. And and it, it, it makes allusion to this in the article, right? It gives you incredible color really quickly. But it doesn't give you really good whiskey really quickly. Correct.
1: That that is one hundred percent correct, and and this was the rabbit hole that I didn't want to go down, right? <laughs> Which was, I mean, as as the category is has been written and is soon to be ratified, there's nothing that talks specifically to a minimum age statement, mm. and there are arguments on on either side, you know part of me says well it should be at least 3 years because cuz cuz that's that's what the Scots do but then another part of me says yeah but what about the folks in in Texas who have a completely yeah. different climate right exactly. or or exactly. in Virginia and, and and so on and so exactly. so there's America is too big a country with too many maturation or, or climate zones I should say to, to have, to, to, to incorporate everything. So not right. including the age statements can be a good thing for our, for our Which, case.
0: But, but I think that comment about the size of America holds true for the size of Australia as well, right? Multiple climates, multiple terrains, there, right? There. And so they, right. you know, in 1901, they went two years, right? Let's put two years on that in Australia. So I, I'm definitely with you, right? You you don't want to tell someone whose product is climate-dependent what the minimum should be in that climate. I think you and I could sit here on this episode and agree that 14 days probably isn't getting it done and three months well, probably isn't getting it done. Six uh, months no, well, you, here's, probably I, isn't getting I would it would done. Argue, I, would
1: argue, <laughs> I would argue that some of Bespoken's spirits are perfectly quaffable
0: so i'm only talking traditional maturation i'm not talking 21st century technologies i get that i get that i think the the larger point
1: which is the one we can't really answer because it needs to take into consideration modern technologies is if whiskey was protected by 2 years for for quality reasons then single malt should be protected in some way for quality reasons especially as a, a budding category australian single malt but you can't really what am i my point is here in the US We've gone through 10 plus years of companies trying to create some sort of rapid aged product in early days. It wasn't that great technologies, improved things have changed. And, and, and now there's perfectly quaffable stuff. I just don't know how that applies to Australia as they try to protect single malt and the quality aspects that are linked to single malt, if this is a term they want to hold on like gold, right?
0: Yeah. Does the ASMWC have... Because I know they didn't go down the minimal-sized barrel um, designation either, right? It's not just... <laughs> well, apparently the URL is not asmwc.com, so let's just do a good No, you somewhere else. I hope you had safety. <laughs> it's American <laughs> Single Malt Whiskey with an e dot o r g And yeah. we have right here made from 100% malted barley, distilled entirely at one distillery, mash distilled, matured in the United States of America, matured in oak cast of a capacity not exceeding 700 liters distilled to no more than 160 US proof, 80% alcohol by volume, bottled at 80% proof or more, 40% alcohol by volume. That's, now that's the commission. The TTB Mm -hmm. went through its question period where they Mm -hmm. may take other uh, concerns on board, adjuncts being one of the components that TTB is taking Uh, on as well. Additives right but there's but there's nothing there about 53 gallon cask two years or three years and i'm just thinking where those more modern technologies could fit in with the the american single malt whiskey commission recommendations
1: yeah it's, it's that's a really good question because it talks specifically to oak vessels not exceeding a certain size and spirals right. cubes right. those aren't oak vessels those are right something quite different right. so it sounds like we need to have a, a deeper conversation with our friend steve steve holly get some yeah. clarification yeah. On
0: that. yeah so it's not just sitting on wood it's actually no, it's within in wood, wood. Yeah, that's yeah. It's an interesting yeah. wrinkle. This is the part I like about this conversation. This is the part I like about this article coming in is their single malt category being wide open, mm. and potentially, depending on who you ask, being open to abuse. It really got me thinking back to you know we're we're so excited right now about the ratification of American single malt whiskey, but it had me going back as I just did here to these suggested regulations to say, well, did you think about covering that? Did you think about covering that? And I know one aspect of it is they don't want to curtail um, experimentation, right? Mm. There, there was some talk Which there comparing to, to the SWA, right? When campus box, who we mention every week and we get no money from John Glazer, uh, when they were unable to use the French oak staves, right? That, that wasn't Allowed and then they moved to the heads and that seemed to be allowed. So there was some wiggle room there. But it it is this do you try to solve every future problem today, or mm. do you get language on record that you can start building upon and start pointing people to and then take on a case by case basis the opportunity to say, listen, we're really trying to do something with this category? How about you come on board with us? You know, would you would you like to join us in this, and and not go down the, you know, you know scorched earth approach of uh, of legal ramifications when st- somebody steps outside the tent? Let me ask you a question. It's it, it's a bit tangential,
1: but I think it's quite apropos. Then it, it goes back to something that you had said. Jeez, it could have been as far back as episode one, but you've you've mentioned it a few times <laughs> since, but not in a good while. And okay. and it was something along the lines of, I wish craft whiskey had its mm. own category that 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 you couldn't necessarily call it whiskey, but you call it something mm. else because it's it has its own value, but yet it's quite different from what we currently know as whiskey. And so I'm curious if you've thought about that and if you've updated thought on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, the original quote was along the lines of, you know, I, <laughs> I wish America had come up with a different word for its whiskey than whiskey, um, you know, given that bourbon is so radically different from, yeah. from single malt, right? Given yeah. that rye is so radically different from those other two. And then craft producers came on the scene And it it felt like craft producers were trying to achieve something. They were chasing down a dream, right? Mm. But we kept coming along with whiskey boots on and going, well, your your single malt isn't like they're producing in Scotland. Your bourbon isn't like they're producing in Kentucky. Your rye isn't like they're producing in Kentucky and other parts as well, right? It just felt like they were not on an equal Mm. footing. You know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when you're trying to put private money into a venture and you're being compared to some of the biggest global brands it seems unfair to call that product whiskey just across the board Yeah. yeah um i i will say however that there are producers out there and this is this is globally right craft producers globally who are starting to do things that I am glad their product is called whiskey. And it does have the same jumping off point as that category um, allows. It doesn't make it easy for us to sell it necessarily. Um, You and I have talked a fair bit over the last few weeks about doing individual tastings where I had a Swedish single malt and an Indian single malt and an American Mm -hmm. single malt. And after telling somebody that, they asked me where in Scotland they were made, and so that's a <laughs> that's, that's a moment that's when a I even wish mouth, we
1: were yeah.
0: <laughs> That's I wish we weren't even using the word single malt. But I but there's value, right? As this article alludes yeah. to, there's such value in that term single malt. It it means something for a mash bill, right? It means something for a consumer expectation. So, so yeah, I, I agree. Who was it we said over here? Um, um, I scrolled away from it. Dean Drews is Druse, right. Yeah, yeah, single yeah. malt should be protected like gold. And anyone trying to use and abuse the term needs to be kicked to the curb. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely spot on. Um, yeah. real, real quick here, Joshua, and, and obviously we're talking yeah. about American single malt as we're going along. You have, as I have, the... The single cask nation, or I should say in this instance, the double cask nation. Uh, Copperworks single malt in your glass. Here's a, without looking at the label. Oh, Go ahead. I'm not looking at the label. When did we bottle this?
1: Oh, jeepers creepers. We bottled this. uh, It was in 2022. Check. And and i want to say that it was likely <laughs> around this time last year like it was oh, was it springish
0: time <laughs> it was not and i reason i i didn't ask you this question as i got you i just because we talk constantly about time and how does time work and who knows what time is ever since the pandemic i was just curious if you had any sense and i say that as someone who looked at the label and said oh that's when we bottled that it was mm-hmm. august of 2022
1: August oh wow look at that right (laughs) in two casks two casks three years of age each new charred American oak this one Jason if you remember and maybe the the viewers and listeners remember this was my whisk my single cast nation whiskey of the year ah
0: then I then the quote I'm about to share with you I probably shared potentially in that episode of One Nation Under Whiskey where you announced that, um, very dear friend Bert Bumpgardner,
1: who's mm-hmm, up in mm-hmm. the
0: Palouse in Northern Idaho, mm-hmm. um, had dropped me a text after he'd received these bottles. And he'd said, and it's one of those great quotes that starts so honestly <laughs> that it really, the honesty is a bit like nails on a chalkboard, to be honest. But it the the text starts out saying, you know how I don't like American single malt (laughs) whiskeys. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Bert. I hope there's more to this text. Um, He said, but this is a game changer. So you Mm, and I have heard mm. people, and and, and Jess as well, and Sweet Scott, of course, Steve Hawley, who you mentioned earlier, Matt Hoffman, Anna Anna Hintz, um, have heard people the world over say, westland is a game changer yeah bert not a fan of westland copperworks game changer in the category of american single malt whiskey it's
1: is so i don't i don't disagree with him i mean (laughs) i he what makes a game changer right i mean it, it really it's it's anything that 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 flips it on its head, right? You have mm-hmm. a perception that this thing will always taste like this, and then someone changes your mind. I I had one. Huh, You're year, for years. I said Rothis was the distillery mm. I I liked the least, and mm. then David Stirk. Turned us on to some amazing Glenn casts casks. Sold mm-hmm. us a couple amazing Glenrothes casks, and now I actively seek out Glenrothes because I, I got it right. Yeah, and yeah. what Copperworks is doing is quite different from Westland. It's yeah. oh so yeah, it's crisp and and clean and pretty. Um,
0: how do you find this one?
1: What are your do you remember your uh, tasting notes on this
0: one? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's orangey. It's orange gumdrops. It's orange creamsicles. But, and I, I've, I've been saying this ever since we selected it, when you and I did the, um, the Indiana light whiskey that we finished yeah. in the beer barrel with the mustard seed and, and all that malarkey, that light whiskey allowed the hoppiness of the beer to shine through and Mm -hmm. even though obviously this has no hops in it it has a quality that a quality in common with that light whiskey that i loved so much and to your point it's the brightness of it it's quite floral it's it's quite citrusy obviously i said orange three times in about six words right it's citrusy Mm. but it's not it's not cloying Right, there's there's no. such a bright cleanliness to it, and so for me, that's that's almost like that bright citrus of a hop oil, right? That cuts right through. Yeah, I, I think it's a cracking. Anything that so, can get someone who's uh, disregarded a category to reinvestigate a category, I think that's doing something good. Yeah, I
1: agree. I agree. Um, I had a, a tasting, a local tasting. Uh, with some some friends and in their group. And there was one guy in the group who's who's a wine drinker that he, he, and he's he's sold wine, right? He's been in then in, in the industry. And we got to the point where we poured the copper works. And he pulled me to the side. He said, <laughs> he said, this is what white wine drinkers drinkers of good white wine. Mm-hmm. This is what they look for. It's got mm-hmm the acidity coming through that bright, crisp uh, fruitiness mm-hmm. without it being overly sweet without mm. the oak overtaking the the fruit from from the wine mm. like he he was just really waxing lierical, and he said any oh. white wine drinker would just fall in love with this
0: and i just that's,
1: yeah that's interesting yeah,
0: i like that yeah. now, again not, not to get too tang- tangential before we get out of here in a tight 35 but when I first presented our original Aaron to Bill Thomas at Jack Rose Dining Saloon, he tasted that and said, this is going to be perfect for the wine drinkers, right? It was it was that Pinot Noir finishing on that Aaron yeah, spirit. Sure. And that Aaron spirit, as you and I have talked about, citrus, baked apple, right, brightness yeah. to it. And yeah, then a, a bit of, of the, the Pinot Noir going on round about that. So yeah, not not the first time I've heard that type of comment, but uh but great to hear it apply to the Copperworks as well. Huh. All right. Yeah. Well Yeah, I we- love it. Yeah, l- listen, we, we we pitch other people's products on a on a semi weekly basis here. Semi weekly or bi weekly. I always get that mixed up. Every uh, two weeks, but- every the- fortnight
1: there every you fortnight. go yeah every fortnight that's that's what we say every fortnight
0: right every fortnight we we pitch someone else's product this is ours this is a double cast nation this is sitting on our website i think it's 95 dollars a bottle please yeah go pick up a bottle it would do as a solid uh for all this free entertainment we put out over the airwaves whether you like it or not <laughs> if you would like to be like ian bruce and uh, let us know about a story worth covering please drop us an email questions at one nation under whiskey.com, no e in whiskey or drop us a note info at singlecastnation.com <laughs> something's something's happening over there keep table, it down next door I keep, keep it down <laughs> keep it down um
1: our listeners yeah, have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> the no listeners
0: yeah. have no idea that joshua just had a connecticut earthquake there uh smash the subscribe button as i am contractually obliged to inform you and please look out for us in a fortnight
1: oh i thought you were saying please drink the whole bottle responsibly. yes buy a bottle of copperworks maybe two right fifteen dollars flat rate shipping hey drink the whole also, bottle responsibly
0: and we just talked about uh lee atwood at backwoods and yakindanda talk about hashtag please drink the whole bottle responsibly so Join us in a fortnight. We will be back to do this again. Until then, cheers and peace. Cheers and peace. Peace and cheers. (laughs)